0: Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 30 of the Ringside Rundown Podcast, brought to you by TWM.news and the Wrestling Chronicle. Representing the Wrestling Chronicle, I am Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend?
1: Not much. Even in the new year, that still sounds great. chef's kiss. Right. It it just has a nice ring to it. Ringing in the new year with a nice ring to it. Wonderful, uh, wonderful yeah lovely. i can't i can't complain we have a we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about we have a, a pay-per-view tonight that we almost completely forgot about but <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time
0: i think i think a lot of i like think a lot of the wrestling world forgot that there's a pay-per-view because yeah. i'm scrolling through twitter and people have the same kind of reaction they're like wait a second there's a pay-per-view tonight
1: yeah, like what's happening what's going yeah. on yeah
0: yeah but uh how'd you celebrate your new year's eve
1: um i feel like i celebrated the way a lot of people did i just stayed in my apartment Uh and uh watched tv it really was nothing special i'm not a party kind of person i don't i don't drink so new year's is kind of a irrelevant holiday for me so Uh it was just another day how about you what
0: did you do i didn't do much i was uh i just figured you know might have fun i was on stream playing some valorant on stream and then all of a sudden my brother was like Hey, do you want to go see the new Spider-Man with one of our friends? And Mm -hmm. I thought about it and I was like, ah, you know, maybe not. I'm already streaming. You go have fun. And literally the stream started bullying me. Like my chat started bullying me. Like, are you crazy? Go see the new Spider-Man.
1: I saw that tweet you had too. I'm like, yes, of course. Go see the new Spider-Man. Like, yeah, they needed to bully you into seeing it.
0: They literally bullied me into getting off stream and yep. then going to see Spider-Man and then coming back and then streaming uh the new year into the new year so that was pretty fun. I feel was... like
1: as a fellow streamer I can easily say if your chat isn't bullying bullying you on a regular basis you're not doing it, right?
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good point. That's a good way to put it.
1: That's yeah. ew, honestly, like my chat and I roast each other all the time, so it's just, it's nothing new. <laughs> you're, you you're doing it right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Speaking of roasting, we didn't exit out of twenty twenty one without a little bit of controversy yeah. uh yeah. uh on on part of AEW, which which really you don't hear a lot about. You no. don't hear a lot of controversy coming out of all elite wrestling, but this uh this yesterday basically we we definitely did see uh some of that coming from Tony Khan. Basically what happened uh uh Big Swole did an interview and she said basically her inter her exit out of AEW was attributed to lack of structure and diversity in the company itself. And uh, Tony Khan had the chance to comment and he commented on Twitter and proceeded to basically name every person of color that is associated with the company (sighs) as if to say, Hey, because we employ these people and because they won on TV recently, you know, We are a a diversified company. We just let you go because we didn't think your wrestling was that good.
1: That was... He didn't just shove his whole foot in his mouth. He shoved his entire leg into his mouth. Yeah, he like
0: unhinged his jaw, basically.
1: Yeah, and just... Yeah, it it was so dumb because Swole basically said... Or implied AEW fans might, like, attack her over this and that it's okay to criticize the company you enjoy. And then she basically, they proved her point because some of the stuff I saw last night was just ridiculous. And to come from Tony Khan, the boss of a major wrestling promotion, to say that, that is, like, that is so yeah. immature. It's stupid.
0: Very, very immature. It, it lacks common business sense.
1: Yeah, like, don't, don't. Like, why would you, I don't know, it... And then you had like some of the other wrestlers in the company standing up and saying, oh, well, I've, they've done so much for me as a minority and all that, you know, whatever. And I think the problem is people are completely missing the point of what Swole was trying to say. Yeah, She wasn't saying there's no minorities in the company because clearly there are, there are people there's, of color.
0: Yeah there there are plenty of people of color as tony khan yeah. listed in his tweet he basically listed yes. as many people of color as he could possibly fit in yeah. 280 characters
1: yeah there's like plenty of minority representation of all kinds in aew what she's saying is where are they in these prime like high card spots right because you look at wwe and you see bianca belair and Big E in these main event situations and at one point or another actually holding championship gold
0: right i mean you it was can't a big really deal.
1: S- you can't really say that about AEW because what i can literally only think of like nyla rose that yeah. that's it
0: i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of who are predominantly of color is in the top spots in AEW, and you really there really aren't any no
1: and it's not and again everyone took it as well, this person's on TV, and this person won this month, and this person was doing all this stuff, and it's like that's not the point. Yeah, you can that's do not stuff the point. on TV, but if you're not in the main card, like that's what she's talking to. That's what she's talking about. That's what she's trying to say. She wants more people of color and more minorities in these high-profile spots, and there just really isn't any in AEW right now.
0: And the thing is, her voicing that is as as a business owner, you look at that and go, okay. Let me see if she's right. You know, yeah. and if you think about it, she's right. There aren't there she's not saying there are no minorities or no people of color in the company. She's saying they're not pre- predominantly showcased. Yeah. they're not in the top spots. Yeah. And if you think about it, you go, Well, we just had Hangman Page and Brian Danielson, they went an hour. That wasn't anybody people of color. When was the last time there was a person of color in the main event? You mm-hmm. think about that, and it's been a very, very long time. I can't yeah. think of anything on the top of my head.
1: Like, you hey, know? perfect example, Scorpio Sky. He wins the face of the Revolution Battle Royal or Ladder Match, and that's it. And yeah. then you what? throw him into a tag team with Ethan Page, which I'm saying that's not a bad thing. It's just everyone thought, okay, this is what everyone's been wanting. This is – we're finally turning the corner, and then what? And
0: it's it's not only that. You can you – put your personal feelings aside and you could feel like you're being attacked yeah. as an owner like your company is feeling attacked but the smart thing to do is to take the high road take constructive criticism well yes yes always take even if you don't agree with it just you know you don't you don't even have to comment on it but yeah, if, you exactly. feel need, you, if you feel the need to comment on it mm-hmm. uh you, you take take the high road and just say hey you know um i'm sorry that big Swell felt that way that our company lacks diversification in the main yeah. event spot but that's something that we should definitely look into and we're gonna we're gonna take that seriously and then but to literally, if you lie
1: yeah and then to literally turn around and say oh well, we got rid of her because i just didn't think her wrestling was that good when
0: you yes. literally
1: a few months ago were singing her praises what's the truth
0: yeah, it just it's kind of like what our friend Mike uh Mike Simpson said on Twitter. You know, the the guy's kind of thin-skinned. Yes, he's a little yes. he's a little thin-skinned and he can't really take constructive criticism well, and that's no. kind of odd coming from someone who's been in wrestling media for so long. That's all basically wrestling is nowadays is constructive criticism. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of have to take it on the chin. No one says you have to agree with it. No one says you have to Do things go leaps and bounds to prove that you're in agreement with it. But really just take the high road, you know? Yeah,
1: just don't, just stop. Sometimes it's better just to not say anything. Exactly. Don't say anything. I don't know why that is so difficult for some people, but if you have to think to yourself, man, maybe I shouldn't say this, don't say it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, or or, like, run it by yourself. Yeah. Filter, Filter yourself and just say, is anything I'm about to say going to cause a controversy? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, if any of the arrows point to yes, don't then do we, it. we really don't need it, especially in the new year. Yes. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, let's wipe the slate clean. Let's leave all that bullcrap behind in in the old year. Let's, you know, come yeah. in here with some positivity. And like like we've been saying since we started talking about this, none of what big swole said was false if you actually think about it she was speaking the truth and it so, wasn't
1: like she was doing it in a degrading way she wasn't right. saying oh this company just sucks it was terrible i hated working here they were bad she had nothing but good things to say right. and for him to handle it that way was just terrible and going off of that good on leo rush for standing up for her too because it seemed like there were Very few people in the uh, company that were actually, I wouldn't say taking her side, but at least saying not disparaging her either or kind of taking Tony's side. Leo on Twitter basically said, you need to apologize to her. And I think he had a conversation with uh, Tony and one of the higher ups that he mentioned in his tweet or whatever. So hopefully that kind of is a wake up call for Tony. I'm hoping because... Yeah, that was just, that was the absolute worst way he could have handled that without yeah,
0: doubt. Yeah. And this is kind of like, uh, as, as podcasters, this is kind of a way that we can analyze it and go, okay, this is what you don't do when, yeah. when, when you're, when you're running a company, uh, that's basically not in its infancy, but definitely in its toddler stages. And you yeah, don't exactly. want to have any, you don't want to have any hiccups like this. This is what you don't do. This yeah. is a, what we call a PR nightmare. Yes. You know, <laughs> so yeah. um, stay away from it as best you can. I agree with Leo Rush. I think Tony Khan should apologize to Bixwell because he really didn't need to take a jab at her wrestling like no. that. He didn't no, have to take was, a jab at her wrestling like that.
1: No, it was just, it was immature, like we said. And <laughs> hopefully he learns from that and um, takes what they say to heart, but also doesn't go overboard with it because I can mm-hmm. easily see Something going overboard with oh we got to overcompensate for this so hopefully that's not the case hopefully they can handle it well but yeah I mean clearly it was um not a good start not to a
0: the good new year. Start, not a good start at all yeah. uh speaking of starting off the new year WWE has decided to run a pay per view tonight day one uh, on New Year's Day they are running a pay per view day one tonight uh starting the pre show starts at seven. On Peacock in the U.S. and WWE Network everywhere else. So uh, we were speaking about it earlier. Not really a lot to be excited on uh, about the card, except for uh, the main women's match, which is Lib Morgan and Becky Lynch's rematch, and Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns.
1: And the only women's match, if you think if you look at it, that's the is, only women's match, which is it, not it surprising.
0: Is, it is the only women's match. There's no Bianca Belair. There's nope. no Sasha Banks. Nope. No, no Charlotte Flair.
1: Yeah. Can't say we're not surprised, but uh, we're not surprised.
0: Not surprised at all. Nope. Well, uh, the kickoff show is very interesting. Uh, they have a tag team match set up between Cesaro and Ricochet teaming up to take on Sheamus and Rich Holland. Again, probably not a match that's worth caring about, sad to say.
1: Yeah. But is a probably- shame.
0: Yeah, it's sad to say, but it'll probably be on in the background as background noise. Um, Same. And I think they want to establish Sheamus and Rich Holland as a tag team. So I think they're going to go with that rather than just two wrestlers that they kind of mash together in Cesaro and Ricochet.
1: Even though that is their MO sometimes,
0: as we have seen. That's basically, but... Yeah, that's basically what they do. I mean, there's a little bit of continuity between Sheamus and Rich Holland, no continuity at all between cesaro and uh ricochet at all so you're kind of just left wondering why you should care about this match
1: yeah exactly and i'm kind of in the same boat you are they seem to want to make a big deal about sheamus and Ridge holland so that's probably who though that they're gonna win probably like it's just hard to even pick it because it's we just don't care but
0: well it gets worse okay (laughs) it gets worse uh we have drew mcintyre taking on madcap moss and one i'm it it may be the one of the worst uh anticipated matches but really what a fall for for drew mcintyre who was the pandemic world champion for quite some time in the thunderdome era and then He's just relegated to this position, taking on Madcap Moss.
1: It's, yeah, it's basically the same position Kevin Owens was in before he moved over in the draft. And it sucks to say it because Baron Corbin is not a bad worker at all. I've always no. been a fan of his in ring work. It's just this whole happy Corbin thing is just stupid. It's absolutely stupid. It's a waste of time. No one cares. I'd love to find someone who does because no one cares about this at all.
0: Yes. If you're a fan of happy Corbin and madcap Moss, don't be afraid to tweet us at ringside yeah. rundown and let us know. So that way we could be pleasantly surprised.
1: Right. Because <laughs> I, I prove me wrong, please.
0: Yes, please. But it's easy to say, I think that uh, Drew McIntyre is going to pick up the win on this. Yeah.
1: One. Yeah. I, I totally agree.
0: All right, moving on. We have the Raw Tag Team Championships are on the line when RK Bro defend the titles against the Street Profits. At mm-hmm. least this should be a match that's pretty uh, solid in ring, I think. At oh, least. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I I agree because all four men in this match are really good, and it seems like from what we've seen so far, they work well together. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: ooh, it's tough though because. You feel like at some point they're going to break up RK, bro, and that's going to be a whole thing. Right. But are they going to do it at this point or are they not? But
0: I I agree with you. I think they are going to. There is a split. I don't think the split is coming anytime soon. No, I think they're going to retain the titles tonight. Uh, But I do think there is a split coming where Randy Orton gets tired of Riddle's antics. Yeah, And uh, reverts back to the old Randy Orton.
1: I feel like they'll probably do that closer to like the Rumble so they can set it up for Mania. Ooh. Because I feel like that would be a pretty decent match to have on a Mania card. So yeah, I agree that I don't think it's going to happen yet. I think they'll retain tonight, but we all know it's going to happen eventually.
0: That's the M.O. when it comes to tag teams.
1: It's the M.O. when it comes to Randy Orton too.
0: That's true. Uh, Moving on, we have Edge taking on The Miz. Uh and this is one of those i wish i can be more excited for an edge match but i'm really not i mean this should yeah. be solid another solid match in the ring i think at least yeah that's,
1: it's yeah it's like you said it's sad that you just don't really care because it's edge and we don't know how many more of these matches we're gonna get with edge exactly what but- as much of a eh as this match is, it's going to be pretty good because they're both really solid in the ring. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be terrible. It's just their interest is not there.
0: Yeah. But I, I don't, think it's I,
1: safe to say Edge is winning.
0: You think Edge is going to win this one?
1: I eh, could do you see Miz winning?
0: Mm, I could see Miz winning by nefarious means. Like maybe Maurice gets involved, yeah. distracts the referee, Miz gets a roll up win with a handful of types. Or, but I could definitely see Edge winning too. It's I could tough definitely because see Edge winning.
1: It's tough because is this going to be a one and done kind of feud or are they going to keep this going a little longer? Which mm. I don't, I don't really know. Isn't this is a tough one? Um, now that you've said that, it kind of makes me think this is going to win. <laughs> now I know how you felt last time, and I was like convincing you otherwise of certain things. Yeah. Um, mm. <sighs> I mean
0: edge has a compelling case to win i mean he did get the one up during the uh wedding vow ceremony yeah. with the brood bath that was yes. a very fun watch to see it still makes me around.
1: mad it still makes me mad though that it's not a blood bath because i don't know i just think the blood bath would look cooler than just like yeah. chocolate syrup because that's literally what it looks <laughs>
0: like yeah i think i think the blood would would look a lot cooler i apparently always think that's that too now
1: pg apparently but whatever
0: But, I mean, I do see a way that the Miz could win, but I also see Edge winning to send the crowd home. Not send them home happy in the main event, but keep them happy, keep them on their toes, keep Edge in it. Because they want to set up Edge to maybe go after another title run.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, so obviously Mm
0: -hmm. him beating the Miz on pay-per-view is a great way to kind of catapult that and maybe put him in the run. I would love to see an Edge versus Big E match. Oh, that would be good.
1: That'd be really, really good. Um, ugh. Yeah, we'll just say Edge.
0: All right, I'm going to go Edge too. Because <laughs> usually when we're on the same wavelength, we get it right.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, more- sometimes. We've been a little <laughs> shaky the last few pay-per-views, but we'll see.
0: Well, hopefully we're not shaky with this one because hmm. uh, next up we have the Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Team hmm. Championship against their arch rivals the new day um this is match one billion to you know in, in the constant trilogy of matches but they never seem to disappoint
1: yeah that's the that's the beauty of an usos new day feud is that we have seen this match a billion times but every time they still find a way to make it interesting and i don't know how they do it but they do um Ugh, do do they lose the titles tonight or not? Um. Mmm. Mm. I guess the problem is if you can't... they're Because they're obviously going on before Roman, because there's no way they wouldn't be. Right. People aren't going to help themselves as soon as... If they lose, it'll start... Oh, well, is the bloodline breaking up? Is this like the crack starting to form? Whatever. I just don't... Ugh. That's tough because, again, it's the hottest thing WWE has going for them. So, why would you break it up already? Yeah. Oh, we've seen them break stuff up that they shouldn't have, like the Hurt Business. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, ugh. Mm, God, this is tough. <laughs>
0: well, I but like then You it... also
1: kind of have to... The Dude day also kind of needs something, too. But... Oh, this is... a. This is a toss-up.
0: Um, I think I think one has a lot to do with the other in the sense that depending on what happens with the Usos, yeah. like you said earlier, you want to keep the bloodline together, or do you want to start to show the cracks in the foundation of the bloodline now that they don't have Paul Heyman yeah. as the advocate? So yeah. I feel like if the Usos do lose, it's a strong indication that R- Roman can also lose his title
1: i hope not i really hope not because we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it when we get to that prediction i just don't want lesnar to win this title again but they love doing the cycle every four months or years so yeah i don't know um i guess just because i'm stubborn and i just don't want anything to go horribly wrong i'll just say the usos
0: yeah i think i think um you know i'm going with the usos as well i think the bloodline is still a a, a money-making machine. Yes. It's still something that the people are interested in and they 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 like seeing. So I wouldn't break it up. I would I would keep going with it. Give it it's still it feels kind of fresh and new if they're not going to have Paul Heyman involved. So yeah. kind of it still has wheels to it. So I wouldn't take the wheels off too soon. I feel like the Usos are going to retain tonight. Yes, I agree. All right. So moving on to the next match on the card we have uh it's for the raw women's championship becky lynch will be defending the title against lib morgan this is a a rematch uh they had for when they main evented raw and we talked about that match at length um where you know i instantly said oh they have to do a rematch and they're not wasting any time and they're doing a rematch uh tonight at day one uh how do you see this one going
1: (laughs) I feel like we talked about this in production as I sit here right now, wearing my Liv Morgan and Ruby riot Riot squad shirt. I think you kind of know who I want to win tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, you know, I love Becky. I've always loved mm-hmm. Becky, but how can they not have Liv Morgan win this goddamn match tonight?
0: Yeah. It's kind of, if she doesn't win, then why are you building her up for, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, the video packages the promos that mm-hmm. is an indication like it could not be a bigger indication that she is winning tonight you know what i mean you saw her tweet too if we went tonight oh. we riot oh really like all right she has to win now like she has to win <laughs> because if she loses i will riot and not in that way
0: not in a good way
1: not in a fun way so i love becky but i feel like this has to be Liv's time it has to be
0: Oh, man it's interesting I don't know I don't know I'm for me it's like I love Becky's new not really new but sort of amped up persona yeah that she's, it, she's basically
1: the like female Seth Rollins literally yeah, yeah
0: yeah basically yeah she's really amped up to a thousand yeah. and he has this swagger about her that she just knows that she's she's good you yeah. know she's good you know, it's not a cocky swag, swagger like like Charlotte Flair. It's just yes. a swagger that is I know I'm the number one. You know, in this company in terms of the women's division. So, but again, this could be monumental for Liv's career.
1: Yeah, because how many how many instances have we yelled about in the last few months of Okay, this is finally Liv's time. They're finally pulling the trigger, and then they don't do it this might be the final straw for a lot of people if she doesn't win this match because what more does she have to do what more does she have to prove come on already like stop teasing us we're so tired of getting teased constantly about this (laughs) you something's got to give at some point
0: i agree i think i but that's the thing i agree with you But I still don't know if they're willing to take the title off of Becky Lynch because she's definitely elevated the title since she's come back, you know, which is crazy to say because Mm -hmm. she kind of won it. She kind of won a different title in 26 seconds, then had to swap the title. But still, like, the the run she's been on, the matches that she's put on, they've been must-see.
1: It's just, it's tough because they can't really have her cheat to win again because we've seen Mm -hmm. this already, but you also can't have her beat live clean either because that's very damning if she does.
0: Mm.
1: So I just think it's lives time. It has to be you. They have stretched this out as far as it'll go. Mm That This has to be it. And if not, I think I can confidently say if live Morgan does not become raw women's champion tonight, that company has no trust in her at all.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, but I think this is the one prediction where so far yeah, we're on di- different paths. Oh boy. Yeah. I think we're on different paths. I think somehow some way Becky Lynch is going to come away with the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, and I think I she's going I I think she's going to retain it. Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm definitely not going to be upset because no. we all know I'm a Liv Morgan fan. Yeah. I think uh she would be a great champion. I think she's something new, she's something fresh. Yeah, which which is is what we've been
1: asking for for how
0: long. You know, so I definitely won't be mad, but I won't be mad if Becky Lynch retains either because I think she uh, definitely elevates the title.
1: I'll be disappointed if Becky... Mm. Like I said, it's tough because I love Becky, and I have for years. It's just... Like I said before, what more does Liv Morgan have to do? And you really can't argue that the company just doesn't trust her as champion if she doesn't win tonight because how many more chances are they going to end up giving her until the fans don't care anymore?
0: Right. And I don't want the
1: fans to not care anymore because they clearly love Liv. They've loved her for how long now? So all signs, I would think point to her winning the title, but WWE has done stupider stuff than (laughs) that. So I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see.
0: I, yeah, I just, you know, it's going to be interesting being that like, we're usually on the same wavelength when it comes to, Uh, Predictions, but this one we're feeling a little different, so I'm interested in them. This is one of the matches that I am actually interested in.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be the one that sees who wins the night, basically.
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, moving on, we have Big E defending the WWE Championship against three other gentlemen in Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley in a fatal four way match. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. This is Big E's first big test as yeah. as WWE champion. So, speaking of faith in someone, I'm wondering <laughs> if yeah. WWE has the faith in Big E to keep his title reign going.
1: Yeah, and I would like to think they would, mm-hmm. because I feel like these kind of multi-person matches are just, I think, to a degree, WWE's cop out when it comes to championship matches because. Oh well the champion didn't get pinned, so he's not weak or not really strong either because he didn't, you know, score the pinfall. But I don't really know why there had to be so many guys in this match, because we talked about it before. Kevin and Seth were already enough, but now you have to have Bobby Lashley in there? I don't right. I don't get it because I feel like Biggie has to retain the title here because what was all of this what was all of this for then? For him, just to lose in a multi-person match, it's just yeah. Ugh, that would really make I, me upset if he would lose this title tonight.
0: I think I think him win winning and retaining the title can do astronomically for him.
1: Yeah, exactly, I, because the I, fans are still behind him.
0: Yeah, I think 100%. the fans are still behind him. And and we're 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 wanting somebody different with a lengthy title reign. I mean, I'm excited that Roman Reigns has had the title this long. Yeah. And, and I've been the type of person that has always said, for me to care, give me some length in that title reign. Mm-hmm. Give me some opponents yep. to look back upon and say, Well, he beat this person and he beat this person. Um, so what I'm hoping is that Big E comes away the winner, and then each of these men maybe get an individual shot for Big E to conquer, and then thus reigning his making his reign more important.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I just feel like I know how some wrestling fans are, and they might get sick of that real quick, because oh, mm-hmm. we already saw a program with... Him and Seth, and oh, Mm -hmm. now we're going to see one with Kevin, now we're going to see one with Bobby. Which, the only one out of those three that actually makes sense is Bobby Lashley, because he technically never got his rematch. That's true. So, that makes sense. But then they literally turned around and had him be this valiant, babyface-esque character that had to overcome all the odds to even make it into this match for some reason. I don't know. But... I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to tell what WWE's doing. Sometimes it, it hurts. <laughs> it makes my head hurt.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 hoping the only prediction that I can get for this match is that I'm hoping that Big E retains yeah. and that we get another lengthy reign. Something that you know he could show that he was a really really good champion, a first time champion, a well deserving champion.
1: I completely agree. I I think Big E retains here.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. So moving on, we go to the main event. The tribal chief, Roman Reigns, will be defending the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. Um, I know you're not a fan of Brock Lesnar, and I know I can already tell. I know your prediction is going to (laughs) be probably want Roman Reigns to retain the title so that way we can continue to actually see the Universal Championship (laughs) on TV
1: yes exactly um i did because- lie a little bit though in the production meeting i said that the only match i cared about was live and becky but i do care about this match a little bit now that i think about it only because mm. i want to see how the dynamic with paul Heyman is going to uh how this is going to affect the mass match because Ooh. obviously um he got fired from the bloodline and is he gonna run straight back to paul or to Brock or is Brock not going to want him back or what's going to happen is Paul going to try and cost Roman the match because I could easily see that happening as much as I would hurt. Um, but I, I'm still going to go with the prediction you gave for me that Roman's going to retain it just because I like seeing the title on TV every week, mostly every week. It's like, that's kind of the point of the title is to actually see it. Yeah. So, if that's um, what they want, I wouldn't put it on Lesnar, but, you know, dumber things have happened yet again.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm scared because I, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of Roman Reigns. We're going to get into him a little bit later on in the show when we talk about our uh, top wrestlers of the year. But um, I just feel like the tribal chief character has been so good. His matches have been must-see matches and Brock Lesnar I I don't know like I'm not sold on him being this face character where he's happy yeah and you know he's talking about moose hunting it's weird yeah it it is weird and I'm kind of hoping that maybe if he does reunite with Heyman it gives him back that that monster-esque vibe that he used to give off yeah I mean I can't deny that Brock Lesnar makes sense as a champion it just for me I like seeing the champion I like seeing the champion we see Brock Lesnar a lot more when he doesn't have the title than when he does have the title.
1: Yeah, when he has the title, he forgets that he's the champion and he's going to go moose hunting, apparently. And yeah, it's just, you, like you said, it's weird because it, his promo work proves that he needs Heyman. He needs someone yeah, to talk for definitely. him because it's just...
0: Ugh. Not it good. is not there it is not there no. um some people may find it entertaining but i just thought wow he really um definitely needs paul Heyman when it yes. comes to talking so i'm i think what's going to happen is paul Heyman's going to make his he's probably going to come out with brock lesnar to show that there's a uh, reunion between the two mm. um but i'm hoping that roman reigns Retains the Universal Championship. Again, I'm interested in the bloodline. That's probably my one big interest when it comes to WWE programming, is the bloodline and what's going on with the Usos and mm-hmm. Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Roman needs to retain this title for the love of God.
0: Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Those are our predictions for the day one pay-per-view. It starts tonight. The kickoff uh show starts at 7 PM and it's on Peacock in the US and WWE Network everywhere else. Main card starts at 8 o'clock, so uh, we'll definitely have thoughts about that on our next episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast. Uh, and I'm probably going to do match polls uh, for each match, so definitely look out for that, and we'll talk about that on the next episode.
1: Let's bring out the flames. We yes. love the flames.
0: Yes. But uh, this week, we're going to do something very interesting. It, you know, it is New Year's Day, obviously, but we wanted the time to talk about our favorite, uh, our favorite matches and favorite wrestlers of two thousand twenty one. So we wanted to break out our list. Yes, we got the, we got
1: our list, our own. We got our list. list.
0: A, a couple people sent in their own list that we could get to. Um, but I'm very interested in hearing your list. Um, who did you cover in your uh top wrestlers of the year?
1: Ah, uh, well, we uh we talked about it for. I wouldn't say a while we just we kind of just came up with this and figured it was a good idea so i have the uh my personal top five women of the year i know you mm. have the top five men of the year and then we both worked on uh matches which i think is going to be interesting because i feel like we might have some of the same matches but you mm. never know because we do have similar wrestling tastes but there's sometimes we don't so uh yeah so where do we where do we want to start
0: uh, why don't you give us your top women? I'm interested in hearing your top women, uh, starting with number five.
1: All right. So number five on my list is the boss, Sasha Banks. Ooh. Because how many people in wrestling can you name that have a Hall of Fame worthy career already and they're not even 30?
0: That's a very good point. She... And I mean, she won an SB this year. She's yeah. definitely breaking new ground.
1: Yeah, she won the like WWE what was a moment of the year. I'm pretty sure for WWE. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that's their biggest that's their biggest award at the ESPYS since being recognized. Um, she won moment of the year with uh, Bianca Belair, yep. main, e- main eventing WrestleMania. Uh, not only the first singles match, but this first singles match featuring featuring women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big big deal.
1: Exactly, and she just continues every single year to. Easily cement herself as one of the most must see superstars of her generation because when she's on a card, it's a big deal. Doesn't matter who she's facing, what position on the card she is, if there's a title or not, stipulation or not, everybody wants to see what Sasha Banks has to do. And again, it blows your mind, she's not even 30 yet, so we might just be seeing maybe not even in her prime yet, she might be hitting her stride in the next few years you never know but yeah you can even say she has gained that mainstream popularity because she transitioned into hollywood this year too she was in the mandalorian for all you star wars fans out there that's a big deal that doesn't always happen so to be a part of two massively popular companies or just i don't know properties as star wars and the wwe it's special takes a special kind of someone to do that and yeah is Sasha that's literally yeah, all you definitely. have
0: to say definitely I think that's a strong candidate for number five definitely
1: alright so we'll go to number four and it is actually Deonna Perrazzo. I heard this Ooh. kind of surprised you a little bit
0: yes it did
1: in the production meeting but it is safe to say that she has had one of the best career resurgences in quite some time mm-hmm. that you can think of because Let's think about this. She got released by WWE. And then weeks later, she was the knockout women's champion. Just like that. That shows that Impact had a lot of trust in her. And in her abilities. And is really... It was, I think, in good faith. And they were right. Because she's one of the most technically sound women in the ring. Mm -hmm. And clearly proved WWE and every doubter out there wrong. Having fantastic title defenses against melina Taya valkyrie kimberly jazz and in that span of time made an argument for being one of the most dominant impact champions in quite a while
0: i think yeah yeah, i think i think she gets overlooked kind of which is unfortunate because she's on impact and You know, Impact is not easily accessible for a lot of people, which kind of sucks. Because if you see her, you realize, like you said earlier, she's one of the most technically gifted uh, professional wrestlers, men and women, Mm -hmm. on the planet. Yes, you know, Um, and like you said, that moment where she gets released by WWE and then she goes to Impact and wins their title um, so quickly, and was was a dominant champion. You listed off all of her uh, opponents that she faced you know really speaks to why she deserves to be on any top wrestler list again male or female
1: exactly so speaking of um kind of like hard to access ones i will i will name off number three and then give my explanation for a little bit it okay. is uh from stardom utami oh. hayashishida okay and i was as i was sitting here coming up with my list I wanted to realize, well, I realized that clearly there are Joshi wrestlers that needed some recognition because unless you are super into it, like some people I know, which I will get to that shortly, you don't really see any of the Joshi wrestlers ever in Japan in mm. stardom, in Tokyo Joshi pro wrestling. So I uh, reached out to my friend Jeff, who is the expert on all things Joshi, when, nice. in my opinion. He knows... Anything and everything, for the most part. And I said, alright, I need your help. Who would you say was the most dominant or just best Joshi wrestler this year? And immediately he said, hiya Shishida. She was a world stardom champion for over 400 days. I think it was 409, if I checked my uh, math correctly. And her title defense against Shuri in Tokyo on June 12th, which was a 43- minute match which is unheard Ah, of for women i gotta check that out oh you do because it was really considered by a lot of people one of the best matches of the year and it ended in a double knockout too nice which that's
0: my kind of wrestling
1: exactly because people i think it is safe to say because i need to go watch it too but i think it's safe to say from what i heard about it if anybody liked hangman and danielson or danielson and omega they'd like that match Really? Because it was a brawl. It Clearly it was a double knockout, so nobody won. Mm. And the thing that blew my mind about Haya Shishida when I was uh, researching her, she's only been wrestling for th- three years.
0: Wow. Made her debut having...
1: in August of 2018, and she's only 23. She's younger than I am.
0: Mm.
1: Which I'm like, damn. Wow. Yeah, born in 98, so <laughs> she's only 23. And So for her to have this much popularity in three years shows how special she is in the ring. And like we said, we really need to find that match against Shori. I'm sure Jeff could show us it because if it has that much hype around it, we need to watch. And Yeah. yeah, it was like, it was just insane because I thought she was, had, way more experience than she did and to only find out she had three years of experience is insane
0: yeah it's crazy to think uh the the history of Joshi wrestling not so much nowadays but before you know the women they really had really small windows for their careers yeah you know before they went on and did other things outside of wrestling it's not so much the case nowadays nowadays women are allowed to go as long as they want to but I was always interested in Joshi Wrestling because any any facet of Joshi Wrestling that I saw, mm-hmm. whether it be something on Twitter or, you know, researching people like Riho or Hikaru Shida, yep. you know, learning who those people are and where they come from and their style of wrestling, it makes me like, man, I got to seek more of it out because this is my style of wrestling. It's hard hitting, mm-hmm. it's fast paced, you know, they they make them, each move mean something. You know, it's a real struggle, and that's what wrestling is all about.
1: Yeah, and because Jeff shows me these gifs and these clips of matches all the time, and the athleticism and the control that they have is just insane. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And yeah, so I definitely need to go and uh, check Hayashida and the other Joshis out because honestly, watching the Japanese side of the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament, it was great it was really yeah, good it really so was. when i actually have free time i definitely need to check it out because it seems really interesting and i think because jeff wants me I th- he pretty much told me i'm gonna make a joshi fan out of you yet so <laughs> we'll see about
0: that but yeah that's awesome if, if he could tweet us links you know yeah that'd be great you know yeah. i'd love to check out some matches
1: for sure so i had to p- give some joshi love in the top five because obviously there are and i think that's the thing too especially in america if you're not really super paying attention to wrestling you really just see ww and AEW, maybe impact maybe ring of honor at the time so there are so much more talent in japan in europe all these other places so i was glad that he was able to help me out with that because definitely Hayashishida seems like a very um special performer and i definitely look forward to looking her up more
0: awesome awesome
1: all right so now we got the top two so my uh number two should not come as a surprise to anybody who's listened to um this podcast um probably surprised i didn't put her as number one but i will get there when we get to number one uh my number two my second best woman of the year is none other than Dr. Britt Baker, DMD.
0: Ooh, number two.
1: I know, I know, I know. I think, I think everybody was. I, I'm, I'm
0: I shocked. considered
1: it. I considered it, but we'll get to there when we get to number one. But it is crazy to think that her rise actually even started back in 2020, mm-hmm. because her feud with Big swole over the summer was easily one of the best storylines AEW had going for it, and she wasn't mm-hmm. even wrestling. She didn't even wrestle until September of that year. She was hurt and to have such great character work and i said before it was a masterclass in staying relevant when you're hurt because she could have easily just went home rehab the the knee injury and just came back and did her stuff no she came into daily's place every day every week mm-hmm. did the work again created one of the most entertaining storylines of the summer of 2020 with big swole and then kept it going, even though she lost the tooth and nail match in September, has another easily the one of the best feuds of the year in wrestling with Thunder Rosa. Fantastic feud. Mm-hmm. in Which culminated in March of this year in as I will get to later, one of the best matches of 2021. The Unsanctioned Lights Out match. First women's main event in AW history. And that match was just great. And it's crazy to think that she lost that match.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things we talk about where, you know, sometimes even if you lose, you come out looking like a winner.
1: Exactly. She was the most talked about performer of that match. And that's saying a lot because Thunder Rosa is fantastic. She was Mm -hmm. very close to being my number five. She was probably my number six, but to have the loser be the most talked about performer of the match says the kind of star power that brit has and she fantastic promos absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic i could always pick out at least one or two lines of every one of her promos that i remember because they were just that that good <laughs> greatly improved in the ring without a doubt from the beginning of aw to now she has improved leaps and bounds easily Finally beat Sheeta in May, a double or nothing, on my birthday, which easily my best birthday gift ever. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That was was awesome, seeing her win that title, a double or nothing. And then goes on to have really good title defenses against Nyla Rose, Red Velvet, Chris Statlander, Tay Conti, soon-to-be Riho, which we know that's going to be a good match because... That's
0: going to be a match I'm looking forward to. You know how much I love Riho.
1: Yes. So it was very hard to not give Britt her due because easily she even again going into 2020 and then into 2021 she has been one of the most talked about performers in all of wrestling not just Mm -hmm. AEW not just Mm -hmm. AEW women's division in all of wrestling and I think that's just a testament to how hard she's worked because I think it's very hard to find someone who works harder than Britt honestly because the proof's in her title defenses and her in-ring work her promo work everything so that is why she is my number two number one in my wow. heart but there is one woman who did just a little better this year and that is Bianca Belair Ooh. she is my number one I know
0: interesting
1: and like I said it was very tough I debated I switched these two back and forth five times but When you just look at the accomplishments Bianca had this year, wins the women's Royal Rumble this year, main events, WrestleMania 37 with Sasha, wins the SmackDown women's title that night. One of, if not the most athletic, strong women in wrestling today or in quite a while, insanely popular with the fans and... You see all of that and it just makes it even more confusing why she lost the way she did at SummerSlam because it's just instant star power. Instant star power with her. And it's crazy watching some of her stuff back from like NXT days because Mm -hmm. you could see it there. It just needed time to fine tune and develop and further evolve. And I noticed this when she was wrestling. I'm pretty sure it was Becky on Raw. The title Mm. I remember specifically because I've talked about it on this podcast before. The long term character development she's had is insane. Because you go back to her NXT women's title match with Shayna Baszler take over Phoenix, she starts getting into the high pressure part of the match, she starts losing her coal, loses her mind, freaks out, throws a fit because she can't put Shayna away. Fast forward to her match against Becky gets into the high pressure part of the match starts realizing what's it going to take to put her away, but she doesn't lose her cool. Mm
0: -hmm. It's little things.
1: Exactly. It's little things like that, that just, I enjoy picking up on. Mm -hmm. I know not many people, I mean, certain people do it just, that's just the kind of stuff that interests me about, uh, wrestling, but it just think of all the matches Bianca's had this year. Has she really had a bad match and we're not going to count SummerSlam because that doesn't count as a match.
0: No, but for me, it's like it, she's made she's made Dewdrop seem interesting. Yes, you know? exactly. In just the two matches that they've had, she's made Dewdrop seem interesting. That's kind of star power, you know, that you don't see in a lot of people. That's exactly. when you know you have something special. Is that when you could pair her up with someone else and some somebody completely out of the blue, and she can still make magic with them? She's she's definitely a special talent
1: exactly so like i said it was very hard not putting brit at number one but when you just look at the accomplishments that bianca has had this year it was it was tough but i think it was definitely she earned that number one spot so my top five women of the year are sasha banks diana perrazzo utami Hayashishida, Britt baker dmd and bianca Belair.
0: Wow, what a a curveball you threw me with those (laughs) one and twos right there. You were thinking uh, they were
1: switched, weren't you? Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I was
0: thinking you would definitely put Britt Baker as uh, your number one, Um, you know, because everything you said about Britt Baker was true, which is why I had her in my number one. I'm not going to give off my women. Uh, I don't really have the women ranked up, really. But Uh, if I was to rank them, I would definitely rank Britt Baker Number one, I had a uh, a couple names that I had on my list that weren't um that weren't mentioned. Hikaru Shida, yeah. Um, basically because you know first woman to win fifty matches in AEW, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big accomplishment. Oh, yeah. I also had Charlotte Flair is number four. Mm-hmm. I had Becky Lynch is number three. Yes. Bianca is number two and then Britt yeah. Baker is wow. number one.
1: Who would have thought? Because I feel like anybody that listens to this would have thought that you and I would have had like the reverse. You would have had Bianca number one and Britt second, and I would have had Britt number one and Bianca second. So yeah, that's I just crazy. I just think
0: I, I I'm big on title reigns, you know? Yeah. And Britt's title reign, there's no reason to take the wheels off it.
1: No, absolutely not, which is why I think she's finally gonna break the Riho curse. Next week, ah,
0: finally! I'm going so <laughs> <laughs> so to be so sad. I know you're going to be very disappointed. I'm going to be so sad because I just, I, I, I love it, it. If I was to go, if I was to make a top ten, Riho would definitely be in the top ten. Her mm. matches are just so fascinating to me. Yeah, she's just so fascinating because she's everything to her in terms of wrestling is and should be a challenge. Yeah, And yet she seems to overcome it. I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm always a big fan of Rio, but I kind of see the writing on the wall. I don't think that Rio is going to beat Britt Baker. I think Britt Baker is going to retain, but it should be a good match either way.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm really looking forward to that one.
0: All right. All right. So I listed my top five men wrestlers of the year. And I definitely want to get your opinion on this and see what you think of my list. All right. So I'm going to start off with number five. And number five is the WWE champion, Big E. Ooh, yes. Yes, good good choice. I think uh, it was a breakout year for Big E. I think this was the biggest test for his career because we knew Kofi could break out of the New Day and bring us Kofi-mania. We knew that Xavier Woods could break out and become King Woods, and that'd be a competent storyline. We didn't know what could Big E do that would break away from the New Day, but doesn't break the joy that is the New Day. Mm-hmm. You know, because I yes. think we 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 don't talk about that in, enough. I think th- the New Day is uh, one of the most fascinating factions in WWE history because mm-hmm. of the simple fact of their longevity. Yeah. I don't see. I don't think there should ever be a day that there is no new day. I don't think there ever should be a breakup or anything like that. I think we should just keep it going. Um, But Big E was definitely the one you kind of wondered, could he do what his counterparts did? And so far I think he has, I think he's lived up to the billing as a great WWE champion. And I'm excited to hopefully see it keep going and hopefully he can retain tonight at the day one pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, I completely agree because I know a lot of people, us included, were very upset when they broke him up in the draft. Mm -hmm. But I think that was to see how Biggie could do without them. And Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say he did pretty well for himself. He is crazy. He's wild. He's funny. Easily connects with the audience. And is absolutely championship material, as we're seeing right now. I I think it is safe to say that he deserves a long title reign. um, Yes. Because he's more than capable of doing it. The title is not going to make him. He's going to make the title
0: for sure. Definitely. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it for sure. So hopefully he can retain tonight and keep that, keep that momentum going. Absolutely. Next up, next up on my list, uh, coming in at number four, I have former AEW world champion, Kenny Omega. I put him on the list because really throughout the pandemic, he held it down for AEW in terms of the world title, you know, and, uh, really elevated his character. It wasn't quite the cleaner that we were used to seeing from Japan, but it was definitely a metamorphosis, a different side of Kenny Omega and pairing him up with Don Callis was great. And uh, his antics as the champion were always fascinating to watch. And he delivered some big matches, especially you can't forget about that uh, time limit draw against Brian Danielson
1: absolutely i know you and i were very critical of him not bringing the cleaner back because that's what helped him rise to popularity in the first place Mm -hmm. but even with this new character he was still one of the best wrestlers in the world bar none i don't think he's capable of having a bad match and even though his time as champion wasn't the way we honestly like pictured because again we pictured the cleaner it was still Mm -hmm. a really good title reign and to have all of those great matches with all the injuries he supposedly had because he was pretty banged up from what i heard he
0: was definitely banged up
1: most people they'd be on the shelf with some of the injuries he reportedly sustained but to keep going and to keep having those high level matches week after week was just it's impressive it and not many people can do that but he is the kind of caliber of performer that could and did and made it look fantastic
0: yeah, definitely. That's a good way, too, to bring that up, too, because I didn't even think about the amount of injuries that he had that he wrestled with to keep that reign going.
1: Yeah,
0: it's yeah, insane. Gosh. Shout out to him. He's number four on the list. Coming in at number three on the list is the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion Hangman Adam Page and and What's left to say other than he Deserves being the Mm -hmm. AEW World Champion and He should have been champion a long time ago Mm -hmm. But it's good to see that he's champion now He's had one title defense That was probably Definitely match of the year Contender Mm -hmm. um, Which we'll talk about a little later Uh, And he's getting ready to uh, Go again The same competitor in brian danielson um going again uh on the fifth when they move over to tbs for aew dynamite so what's there really to say other than (laughs) cowboy shit seems to be working
1: cowboy shit is working and his character progression from the beginning of AEW to now is some of the best storytelling i have seen in a very long Mm -hmm. time and to keep people invested in him for two years to continue to gain popularity and not lose popularity over time is incredible and insane. Like we had said, we wish he would have won the title sooner, but now that he has it, he's going to be, I hope it's hopefully like Biggie's title reign. I hope it's going to be a, for a very long time because again, hangman is another one of those performers that he can make the title and not the other way around.
0: Right. I think the thing that I liked so much about hangman was he was vulnerable enough to say, you know, not getting it done the first time against Jericho really rattled my, my anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, he, yep. he made himself look vulnerable in that state and say, you know, I don't know if I can get it done. Where in, in the wrestling business, that's not something you hear, you no. know, everybody's gunning for the championship and nobody's going to tell you, well, I don't think I could win the championship, yeah. but that was such a key part of, this progression with hangman was he was honest and saying, I don't think I could win the championship. I don't know if I'm cut out to be a champion. And then finally it took some coursing and some, you know, to settle him down and say, look, you deserve to be the champion. You deserve everything that is coming to you. All you have to do is win. So beating Kenny Omega and doing that and conquering that fear, that was a pretty big moment.
1: Exactly. And it was, it's relatable because so many people deal with that kind of stuff And to have someone in such a prominent company saying the same things some of us say on a daily basis, a lot of us say on a daily basis, it it made it feel even more real, and it made you want to root for the guy. And my goodness, I don't think he could get any more popular, but he does. He continues to. And I just hope he holds on to that title for a very long time because he's more than capable of doing it.
0: I agree. I agree. Now, here's where I wonder if my list kind of... Throws you for a curveball, so I definitely oh want to get your, uh, your your thoughts on this. Coming in at number two on my list of top male performers of the year, Roman Reigns, the Ooh. Universal Champion. Uh, wow. I I was I kind of thought you would think I would put him at number one.
1: I thought so, but I think I know who your number one is. But
0: oh, I'm interested in seeing I that. Think so. But uh, uh, Roman Reigns, what's left to say about the head of the table? Just great great character work great uh progression uh I'm glad that they took the leap of faith and said maybe we could do something if we turn him into a bad guy and he's knocked it out of the park every single match that he's had this year has been musty including this one which is you know you're such a non fan of Brock Lesnar yeah. for for a match to be a, for a Brock Lesnar match to have some level of interest from you even a little bit Mm-hmm. Is definitely what they would consider uh Roman to be the needle mover of yeah. the WWE.
1: Exactly. I will I will say though, because I literally just saw this come across my uh Instagram feed on my phone. It's funny that you mentioned Roman, because WWE just announced that Brock Lesnar was just added to the Fatal Four Way match for the WWE championship because Roman tested positive for COVID. So Throw our predictions out the window. What? This is yeah, this is insane. This is what this is literal what? breaking. This is literal breaking news on the podcast literal right now. This is breaking
0: insane. news. Wow. Um. So he's added. So now it's a fatal five way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and Roman tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Damn. That is insane. Ooh, buddy. Okay. Um. Oh man, and and he's immunocompromised. Yeah, which is not
1: good at all. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Hopefully, the symptoms are not bad, man. or you could be oh, asymptomatic. Man. But still, that ooh, that changes the whole landscape of this pay per view tonight.
0: That definitely changes a lot of things for this pay per view. I can imagine Kevin Owens' reaction
1: to just Kevin. like,
0: oh, now you have to take on Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah, no big deal.
0: Oh. No Big deal, Just Brock Lesnar. wow! Oh man, but yeah, uh, that doesn't deter the fact that he had he's had an incredible 2021. Oh, yeah, uh, I think, well, it's 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 interesting, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to strip him of the title or anything like no. that, but uh, if Brock Lesnar doesn't win something tonight, oh, how are they going to repay no. him back? Uh, <sighs>
1: But don't do it at Biggie's expense, though. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. I guess the only good
1: thing is is that now they'll hold this off until the Royal Rumble. Because I feel like this kind of caliber of a match is better suited for a major pay-per-view instead of just whatever this is. So,
0: yeah, I guess there's a silver
1: lining. But still, like, damn. This is wild.
0: Definitely wild. (laughs) Definitely makes the pay-per-view must-see. But (laughs) coming in at number two, the Tribal Chief, the Universal Champion. Roman Reigns, who is now tested positive okay. for COVID and is off the day one pay-per-view. So, literal breaking
1: news. Yeah, but, but I do agree with what you said, though. There, He has had an incredible, even just two years, too. Like, not even just this year, last year, too. Yeah. It's just been incredible. And to stay as insanely popular as he has for that long, especially because a lot of wrestling fans just don't have patience for Stuff like this, especially title reigns being this long, I could see him holding it for another year and it wouldn't be a problem because they, he still finds ways to make it interesting, make it fresh and new. So that's a testament to Roman Reigns as a character and in the ring too. Very unfortunate about the COVID because again, we were looking forward to this match, but hopefully he um, recovers. Hopefully it's not too serious. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely earned... The top five for sure but like i said i think i know who your number one is
0: well coming in at number one is a man that went 13 0 and 2 on the year and made one of the biggest splashes in wrestling in this not only this year but probably wrestling history depending on how long all elite wrestling can go but coming in at number one is Brian uh-huh. Danielson. Called it. Absolutely you know, called it. it. Yes, I did. Well, I just have to say Brian Danielson uh like I said, he made the biggest splash in wrestling history coming and joining forces with all Elite Wrestling to bring his talents to AEW. Not only that, but the matches that he's had, every single match has been must-see. Yeah. Every single match has had a purpose. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every single match he is knocked out of the park including uh, easily my match, one of my matches of the year uh, against Hangman Page and the time limit draw, Kenny Omega the time limit draw. Those are the only two blemishes on his record. He went 13-0 and two. It's, it's
1: insane, and I completely agree with everything you said. He has not had, not even just a good match. He's had a great match. Every single time he stepped in the ring in AEW, he has not had an average or a good match. And that's just, he's having some, he's doing the best work of his career right now, bar none. Yeah,
0: definitely. I agree. I agree. It's just every single match, it didn't matter who the competitor was, whether it was Cole Cabana, John Silver, or Iwaluno every match had a purpose and every match you had to watch to see what was going to happen so I think this is going to be a big year for Brian Danielson especially in the AEW like we said we want a long title reign for Hangman Page but as we saw with Winter is Coming and coming uh, on the 5th of January on TBS when the AEW Dynamite debuts on TBS Brian Danielson is going to be a thorn in the side of Hangman Page probably for a long time coming
1: yeah yeah It's going to, and honestly, I can't wait to see it because clearly from their first match, it can only, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if it gets better from that one.
0: Definitely for sure. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my top five men wrestlers of the year. Coming in at number five is Big E. Coming in at number four is Kenny Omega. Coming in at number three is Hangman Adam Page. Number two, the Universal Champion Roman Reigns at number one, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Those are my top five. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you thought about uh, Shade's top five women performers of the year. We'll let you know where to do that on Twitter, you know, Instagram, all that good stuff at the end of the show.
1: Yeah, and now we get to do the matches, which are, we're definitely going to have some different lists. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, because I already know what your number one is, obviously. um, I think you know what my number one is. I do have a few honorable mentions. I don't know if you do, Um, yeah
0: i have a couple honorable mentions um that are kind of outside realms of probably ones that we thought were definitely the top matches of the year
1: yeah um i'll just say my honorable mentions were uh rhea ripley versus charlotte flair at money in the bank because Mm. their chemistry is just off the charts and every match they've had was good and i think that was just the best one um of their feud uh ruby soho versus statlander Chris Statlander, um, for the semifinals of the uh, is the semifinals or quarterfinals? I think it was quarterfinals of the uh, AW World Championship Eliminator Tournament for the women. Um, they hyped that match up to high heaven, and boy, did it deliver! I feel like the only problem was it just wasn't long enough for me. It was just mm-hmm. a fantastic match against two women who had insane chemistry against each other, and this was a last minute addition. And I feel like if you saw it, you'll know why uh Anna Jay and Ty Conte versus the bunny and Penelope Ford literally last night on rampage the street fight
0: I, I saw I saw the blood Ooh, that was <laughs> uh,
1: if you guys like Britt Baker versus Thunder Rose's lifestyle match you will like that street fight believe me because it was wild to say I least. just
0: saw the blood and I was like okay Oof. they really went hard didn't they
1: oh they did I think honestly I feel like the bunny bled more than Britt did and that's saying a lot Jesus um but now what are your un- honorable mentions?
0: My honorable mentions go as follows. Uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly at New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov 2 at TakeOver 36. Mm-hmm. Because we, we all know I love matches where they beat the literal <laughs> piss out of each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And this one was a special honorable mention for me. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston at uh what was it uh full gear oh yes because because it was such a personal match for me Mm -hmm. one of my current and all-time favorites in eddie kingston going up against a man who kind of rejuvenated my love for wrestling yeah gave me an avenue to speak about wrestling and cm punk having those two worlds collide on a pay-per-view uh just blew me away
1: honestly now that you mention it that actually I have another honorable mention, now that you mentioned that one, because it's a personal thing to me. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida, a double or nothing. Like I said, it's just... I absolutely love Britt. And mm-hmm. to see her go from the Indies to the AEW has been incredible. And to have her win the title on my birthday was... It was cool. It was a really cool like, moment. Um, That's Definitely awesome. one I'm not going to forget, for sure. It wasn't even... And I think it's safe to say it wasn't match of the year candidate. It wasn't spectacular, but it was just, I think, like you said, the personal feeling it had for me that it was definitely one of my favorite moments for sure. Yeah,
0: And that's what matters. You know, it's, it's, it's how wrestling affects you um, and how it affects your fandom. And well, you see, we, I don't expect everybody to agree with my list or the yeah. order of my list or who's on my list but that's okay because wrestling is a subjective form of entertainment you know yeah. what whatever i like may not be somebody else's cup of tea but that's okay
1: exactly it's all like you said it's all subjective we all like what we like it's just mm-hmm. don't be a jerk about it exactly um all right so i feel like since we both actually have lists let's just trade our picks let's go back and forth so who wants to start with number five
0: uh, you can start with number five,
1: all right. So, my number five that- match of the year, mm-hmm. like I said, we're gonna have very different um lists. I'm just telling you, even from your honorable mentions, you and I are gonna have a very different list. Uh, my number five is Britt Baker defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Chris Statlander at AEW All Out. Oh, I know not many people will put it on there, but I again, like we just said, it's subjective, I love the mm-hmm. match it was such good chemistry with them it was so good the in-ring stuff was great it had so many great moments that is why i think i liked it so much especially when statlander was out of the ring and orange like throws his glasses off and screams at her to get back in the ring so she doesn't get counted out that was like you weren't expecting that because it's, it's orange you don't expect him to show any type of emotion ever you had the pittsburgh sunrise her little tribute to or brit's tribute to adam cole before he literally showed up an hour later (laughs) it was just what and the crowd was hot for that match from start to finish incredibly hot from start to finish and it was just it was fun to watch also painful to watch because i love them both but they they tore the house down in that match so that is why it is my number five for the year Mm.
0: Oh, you're waiting for mine.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I gave you, uh, I gave you a moment. So your number five.
0: My number five is they, the debuting CM Punk versus Darby Allen oh. at all out. I thought, you know, it was a perfect moment happened in Chicago. We all knew it was going to happen yes. with CM Punk showing up eventually. Um, You know, and the match kind of, for me, there was so much I wanted to see in the match, and yet the match still over delivered. But the most important thing that it showed me was that CM Punk still has it and can yes. still go.
1: Absolutely, that was uh, that was a really good match too. It was, it did definitely, um, it showed that Punk still had it because I think that's what everybody was hoping for. I think also kind of worried about was that he mm-hmm. didn't, he wasn't gonna have it anymore. But oh yeah, he absolutely did, and Darby. Darby looked fantastic as well. Another instance of even in a loss, he still looked great.
0: Yep. That's exactly. That's the most important thing about wrestling is like when, when you know someone who loses can still look good coming out of it. It's more than just a win or a loss. It's more about the story. It's about what went on in the ring.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was a really good choice. That was such a good choice too. Um, My number four it's funny because you actually mentioned this one in your honorable yeah. mentions would be uh Walter versus Ilya Dragunov at take over 36. Because we talk about car crash matches all the time on the show. Mm-hmm. That was the absolute definition of a car crash style match. Yes. And not because it was wild and people were flying over all over the place. Like the multi-man matches in AW it's because this was one of the most brutal, one of the most hard hitting, nastiest matches i have ever seen and i didn't even see the first one i still have to see the first one so i need to see if this lived up to the first match which i think it did from what i've heard the people that that you have seen it obviously so you know it was just crazy and it was the perfect example of a match that it didn't need a crazy stipulation for it to just go completely off the wall and off the rails Mm -hmm. because they both look like they went through an absolute war afterwards because they did. It was just insane from start to finish. There was no let ups. There were no breaks. It was, it's those kind of matches where I can like have a visceral reaction to it Mm -hmm. is good because that shows you actually are invested in the match. And I can't tell you how many times I cringed or looked away from the TV screen watching that match because it was just that crazy, but also, enthralling, I think would be a good word because it was, right. again, a car crash. You you want to look away, but you can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. And for me, being that I've seen the other match, the the other match, what we'll do for the second match is is, is put a lot of different things into perspective because mm-hmm. the, the first match that they had, they literally just went out there and beat the hell out of each other, which they did in the second match, but it was more beating the hell out of each other for a purpose yeah I think in the first match they beat the hell out of each other to see who could be the last man standing mm. where as this match it was I'm gonna beat the hell out of you but it's for a purpose I have to keep you down yeah and that's the ultimate dramatic point of the match is the last moments where Ilya Dragunov has Walter in that headlock mm-hmm. and we're just waiting to see is he gonna tap is he gonna pass out is he gonna fight out of it and Literally that's what wrestling is about, keeping you on the edge of your seat like that. Exactly. Loved it. Loved it. That's a great that's a great choice there. Um coming in at number four for me is a interesting one. I thought this was a great culmination of one of the best feuds uh for WWE that they had all throughout the year. But I felt like this ending to this feud was done very, very well, and that's Edge versus Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel Ooh. in the Ooh. Hell in the Cell match. I thought this is what a Hell in a Cell match is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be the end all be all of the feud. It's supposed to take away everything that's supposed to happen. Not really much that we saw after that because of what happened in Madison Square Garden. But yeah. still, uh, this match definitely delivered for a Hell in a Cell match, especially bringing it all the way to Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, that was that match. Like you said, because we have complained about it numerous times on this show that they overuse hell in a cell and steel cage matches when they should be used to blow off blood feuds and by god did they actually listen for once and it worked because that was a perfect ending to that feud because it was it was easily like you said one of wwe's best feuds in the of the year without a doubt and that ending could not have been done better
0: yeah i definitely agree
1: all right so number three for me is the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks at AEW Ooh. All Out? Yeah, that's funny. I'm laughing. <laughs> oh no, was it your number three, too?
0: Yeah, that's my oh number my three, god. too. God.
1: All right, so it, <laughs> it was just another good example of using a steel cage properly because, and oh my god, the storytelling that was mm-hmm. some of the best storytelling of that card, bar none, because I specifically remember. Penta not wanting Ray to get hit with the thumbtacks and the shoes and taking mm-hmm. the hit for him. But then at the end of the match, realizing that he's going to have to have let Ray do something stupid, like jump off the top of the cage to win the match and to mm-hmm. get the titles. So it was just, oh, it, that was another one where from start to finish, you're just on the edge of your seat because easily either one of those teams could have walked in and won that ti- those titles or retain them. I'm just mm-hmm. about that the Lucha, because it was just the Lucha Brothers time at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it was one of those matches where it was a perfect culmination of everything that they were building with the eliminator tournament leading up to it. And it had a perfect mold of tag team wrestling and a car crash steel cage match.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh like it's like I will never get the image of the thumbtacks on the Jordans out of my out of my mind because it was it's just insane. And it's just it's wild, but it had a purpose and it worked. Yeah. It really worked. So yeah. yeah, it was insane
0: match. I agree. I agree. So uh, right. <laughs> I mean we both picked was, up. Yeah, you yeah, go was, next. All right. So being that those were both our number three, going in at number two is the time limit draw between Kenny Omega and uh Brian Danielson. This was Brian Danielson's very first match in a w which made it a big deal and something that we don't usually see are time limit draws yeah i know we've seen it twice already in a w but still they seem to have a purpose which is kind of weird to say yeah you know not? yeah they they seem to have a purpose but for me just 30 minutes of just straight wrestling uh back and forth counter wrestling trying to get the upper hand you can't get any better than that um i i really enjoyed it i gotta go with number two uh kenny omega brian danielson
1: yeah and that was that was just a that was the perfect way to kick off that grand slam show without a doubt and it could have easily been the main event too but for them to just go out there and just blow that crowd away was so much fun to watch and like you said those time limit draws if done correctly are fantastic absolutely fantastic and who would have thought aew would pull it off uh twice in the span of a year really so props to yeah. them props to them because it, it's not every day that you see those and we got to see it twice and for probably sure. not going to be the last time i see those but for sure yeah so that was definitely a good choice uh my number two was uh sasha banks versus bianca belair main event mm. in WrestleMania. We had already seen even leading up to that match that their chemistry was off the charts and that match proved it. And without a doubt, they proved that neither one of them crumbled under the pressure. They were built for Mm -hmm. that kind of moment. And you could even just see, I will never forget just seeing the emotion on both their faces right before that match started, because that's how much it meant to both of them. And you yeah just where Bianca was
0: almost like yeah Bianca was almost moved to tears.
1: yes. and that just shows you that that's what that's what we love about wrestling when it makes you feel things mm-hmm. whether it be I don't know, cringing and pain or happiness or tears. that's what we love we love as wrestling fans is having those moments of just feeling moved. and I did feel moved during that match because it was a big deal. It was a big deal when it was becky and charlotte and Rhonda for me and it was just as much of a big deal that it was bianca and sasha because like you had said it not only was the first singles women match main eventing wrestlemania but it was also the first singles match of women if color main eventing wrestlemania that was a big deal and it's still a big deal to this day
0: yeah i think that's for me is what put over the match uh as such a historic making matches two women of color meaning main eventing wrestlemania and for the first time it's not a triple threat match where they could use weapons or anything like that it's mano a mano uh you know woman against woman you know something like that is history making so definitely it's well worthy of that spot yeah without that Alright, so coming in, I guess it's time for my number one. Yes, my number is. one should be pretty easy to guess. <laughs> I think
1: so. I think, I think so. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. My, my number one is definitely Hangman Page defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Brian Danielson at Winter is Coming. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, that match was everything I love about wrestling. It was, yeah. it was yep. psychology, it was uh storytelling and to tell a whole story for an hour you know a whole hour to pull that off on tv this is not a pay-per-view where Mm -hmm. a pay-per-view is like three hours long this is tv where they had two hours and they dedicated a whole hour to just one match and it worked And they pulled it off perfectly
1: exactly it worked because
0: everything about it was great
1: there were plenty of chances it could have went wrong and it didn't. It just worked. And yeah, that is a perfect choice for number one. I I feel silly for not having it in my honorable mentions or whatever, but I it's still such a good match. It, it's just so good. That's literally what more can you say? It was just fantastic.
0: For me, it was like I, my brother hadn't seen it. And I was like, no, you have to watch this match. Mm-hmm. So like I watched it again the night the night after it originally aired when I originally watched it the, the first time so for a match to have that sort of to stick with me like that yeah just shows that it was it was a pretty big deal
1: exactly and that is um that is a perfect segue because my number one I think you can probably call it what my number one is and it's because it has just stuck with me even though it happened all the way back in March of this year which feels like an eternity ago mm-hmm and that would be Britt Baker and Thunder Roses lights out on match from Dynamite March of 2021. Because nice. that was the first, I mean, it made history. First off, it was the first women's main event in the show's history and the company's history. And mm. boy, did both of them over deliver without a doubt. Neither one of them were afraid to bleed. Neither one of them were afraid to do high risk stuff (laughs) like some of the stuff they did in that match was insane and it from again from bell to bell it was brutal it was bloody extremely entertaining um obviously as huge fans of brit painful to watch but again it made us feel things like my poor mom and i were having a heart attack the entire (laughs) time but that's what you want as a wrestling fan you want to actually feel something and i honestly want to go back and watch it again as insane as it is to see poor brit with blood all over her face which again that street fight from rampage immediately reminded me of that match and it was just crazy it was just crazy um proved that the women are capable of main eventing aw matches and how many women's main event matches had they had since then because that was the match that kicked the door open for them
0: yeah, it definitely did. It definitely showed that the women's division uh, it w- w- it was something to take a hold of. Because leading up to that, they were, there was a little bit of hesitancy mm-hmm. with the women's division. Because yep. the women's division, they kind of left it at the time. They had left in Kenny Omega's hands. Yes. You know? So you kind of wondered, could he handle this responsibility of cultivating a women's division that can thrive? that can be the best women's division all wrestling and so far they've knocked it out of the park i mean yeah. i'm way more interested in the women's matches coming from aew than i am from wwe mm-hmm. so that's just saying something
1: yeah i i wholeheartedly agree that like you had mentioned there was a lot of hesitancy with the aew women's division because a lot of people had a lot of problems with it and justifiably so <laughs> like mm-hmm. there were we've even called them out before on some of the stuff they've done but that match was i think the prove me match and they god that they go out and prove it that those women are way more than capable of main eventing a a show and they've done it how many times since then like i said so that was i think the defining moment of the AEW
0: women's division for sure i agree i agree for sure
1: all right i think that's i think that's all of our stuff
0: yeah that covers all of our matches um those are all great matches i kind of compile it in my brain sort of like a dvd yeah you know you kind of mix it up but it's funny how we had the both the same match in the same spot with the steel cage match yes that just proves that That we're on the same wavelength as as podcasters
1: it's it's insane but i'm not even surprised like at all (laughs) that's insane all right so we talked about this uh in our production meeting we have quite a few um comments questions from the listeners um let's see what we should start off because we actually asked you guys tell us your favorite matches who are your like your male of the year female wrestler of the year and we got some good ones i i we got some a lot of good ones and we got some questions too so we got a we got a lot of stuff to cover right all right let's get
0: right into it
1: all right let's see we all right let's start with mike so mike gave us his favorite matches uh and male and female wrestler of the year. He said his favorite matches were uh, Walter and Ilya Dragunov, Hangman versus Brian Danielson, and Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. All fantastic matches,
0: mm.
1: obviously. So we all we're all thinking alike here. So <laughs> very very good. Um, his male wrestler of the year is Roman Reigns, which he can't believe sen- that he's typing that considering how much he's loathed to <laughs> him. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people would agree with you, Mike. That they. I don't think they'd ever uh, see the day where they actually admitted to Roman Reigns being one of the top uh wrestlers of the year, but we've come a long way because Yeah, we funny, have. Funny what fickle, happened.
0: Fickle.
1: <laughs> Very fickle. <laughs> but and he um actually said his female wrestler of the year is either Britt Baker or Bianca Belair because both of them have been great. I agree. I obviously agree. They were my top two, so completely agree there. Yeah. Um I think like we even said you could easily put one of them is number one and the other is number two. And it would be, there would be very little argument for it, but.
0: I would love to see one of those like inter-promotional matches. Oh, yes. You know, oh. that, you know, where they fantasy book this promotion versus that promotion. That would uh, be
1: fantastic. Wouldn't that be great? I would love that. I would love to see it. <laughs> Not sure if we ever will, but. We will never see
0: it, probably. You never know.
1: No. um, Who knows? All right. So, um, let's see. So, uh, mom has a few questions. It's the mom segment of the, the, uh, episode. Um, Mom
0: segment. It's actually,
1: it's actually two segments in one for actually it's the mom segment and the hook segment because mom actually is getting on the hook bandwagon now. Oh, now
0: she's a hook fan.
1: I know. I'll see funny how that works. So, okay. So the first, um, (laughs) the first, uh, question she did ask is what would be the first title change we would make in
0: 2022?
1: Ooh. (laughs) Oh, that's a dangerous question. Um, Yeah. Hmm.
0: Oh, man.
1: Damn. Um, Okay. The first title change I would make is I would give Dakota Kai the NXT Women's Championship. Take it Uh off Mandy Rose. Give it to Dakota. She is long overdue for a title reign. Mm -hmm. Give it to her. Will it happen? I doubt it. But I would want Dakota Kai to be the NXT Women's Champion.
0: That's that's solid. That's solid. I think the first title change I want to see happen is I want to see the Lucha Bros lose the titles to Red Dragon. Oh, because Red Dragon is one of my all time favorite tag teams of like literally all time. Like, I was obsessed over Red Dragon. Mm hmm. I was obsessed oh. over Red Dragon. I was obsessed over Kyle O'Reilly. I used to write about Kyle O'Reilly the same way you write about Shayna Baszler yes, on yes. TWM. Uh-huh. You know, to the day where like when Kyle, I I don't usually fanboy over follows that I get on Twitter. Yeah. But when Kyle O'Reilly followed me on Twitter, oh, I was just going around showing so cool. everybody like, look. Look, my favorite wrestler follows me on Twitter. <laughs> that's yeah.
1: You're not even talking about wrestling. You're like, hey, look, look at this. Yeah, just, like, yeah they don't even like
0: that? wrestling. And they're like, look, okay. my favorite of something follows oh, cool. me. But yeah, uh, definitely, I would love to see Red Dragon come away with the AEW tag team titles. And oh. I would love to see Malachi Black yes. eventually at the end yes. of the year, at the end of the year, <sighs> maybe take the title away from Hangman Page.
1: Absolutely. I mean okay, let's just I will <laughs> piggyback off of that and say I just want Malachi Black to win a title in AEW. I don't care what it is. I want Malachi Black in championship gold. And now that you mention it, it just made reminded me no, I want Ruby Riot to be the TBS champion. The first TBS, I think TBS it's champion. Gonna happen. I oh, I hope so. I, I hope so We'll scream about that on the next uh or no. we yeah, we will be screaming about it because I think that's uh this coming week, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so we're either going to be really happy or really mad. But <clears> yeah, that's literally another match. I would, I would say too. I another title change. I want Ruby Riot to win the TBS Championship or just have some type of gold by the end of the year because I think she has more than earned it.
0: I think so too. I think so too.
1: <laughs> All right. So the hook segment of the uh, of the evening. <laughs> uh, so we have to send Hook. Send <laughs> Hook. Mom asked, "How long?" before hook is on the cover of gq magazine
0: oh man let me tell you that square jaw uh-huh the handsome devil the, the handsome devil i mean this kid is unreal right like, like it's not fair. I don't i don't get it i just I, like it blows my mind the way his reception like mm-hmm. before he even came out they yeah. were screaming they were screaming yeah. we want hook we want hook uh-huh. and he came out and his that action bronson track hit and oh. the crowd went bananas
1: and people were excited even on rampage just to have a breakdown video of him he wasn't even on the card and he was still people were still excited that it, taz was doing the like breakdown of what he did in the ring it's, it's insane the kid it's eats insane. a of chips and it's a big deal
0: I would love to see him go up against Cody for the TNT title. That's another title change. I would love to see.
1: Give Hulk a title. Screw it. Give Hulk a title.
0: Screw it. Capitalize while it's hot.
1: Right. That'd be, oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Well, hopefully that could happen sooner rather than later, but we'll see. Um, All right. So mom, thank you for those questions. We appreciate it as always. So now uh, Jeff, my favorite Joshi wrestling fan, has quite a few things to uh, share with us. So, we'll get to his questions last because boy are they great questions. You haven't seen them yet, but we're we're going to get put on the spot rather quickly. Okay. Um, his favorite matches of the year were the Brian Danielson Hangman Page Time Limit Draw, obviously, very good match. And he actually included Utami Hayashishita versus uh, Shuri from December 29th and tam nakano versus julia from march 3rd in a hair versus hair match Mm. so i'm gonna have to see those those seem good
0: when you get the links to that shoot me over the links i want to see that
1: oh i definitely will because i he he will probably hear this and send them over but i will definitely ask him for it regardless so his uh he actually did top uh 10 men and women of the year which hey i'm perfectly okay with so his top 10 men of the year our uh, Jungle Boy, mm. Bushi, Tommaso Champa, Biggie, El Desperado, Ooh. Sonata, Kenny Ooh. Omega, Hangman Page, Brian Danielson, and Roman Reigns. So you two flipped on the number two and one.
0: Yeah, but he had a couple, of, a couple of uh, Los Ingobernables in there.
1: Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. See, he's he that's why i always enjoy talking to him about this stuff because he definitely introduces me to things that i'm not fully um i'm not gonna say aware of because i know it's a thing i'm just not well versed in it right and he definitely takes the time to uh show me those things so i do appreciate it very much jeff um and then his top women uh at number 10 he's got Te conti at nine he has diana De- perrazzo this is oh this is all right and it's gonna cause some controversy here uh number eight was bianca Ooh, all the way at number 8 mm-hmm. Number seven was Maki Ito, which obviously, because Maki Ito's Love her. fantastic. Um six was Miyu Yamashita. Five was Britt Baker. I'm okay with that as long as she's in the wow. top five. Uh four was Starlight Kid. Uh three was Shori. Two was Tam nakano And number one was Utami Hayashishida. Understandable. <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs>
0: Alright, so he's got some pretty strong opinions when it comes to women's wrestling. Yes, and again, like
1: he, he knows way more about the Joshis than you and I do, so if he has them in his top ten, it's for a good reason, so I'm definitely not one to argue. So, you know what, those are some good choices. From what I've seen on his Twitter and whatnot, those are some really good choices, for sure. Nice, nice. But now, <laughs> here come the questions that um we have. And they are fantastic questions, honestly. Like, they're they're the we're gonna be sitting here for a minute questions. So number one is given the current AEW roster, what are your dream matches going into
0: 2022? Uh Hangman hey. Page, Malachi Black.
1: Yes, of course. Fantastic. Uh
0: basically anything Red Dragon does. Yeah. Um mm. Brian Danielson, CM Punk
1: yeah oh god that's i I want to see it i want to see it Uh, um i'm trying to think of some women's matches well definitely uh darby allen malachi black for sure um malachi and adam cole i'd love to see them revisit that because i will say one of my favorite matches to watch of all time was um his hardcore match with adam at takeover philadelphia Yep. Easily one of my favorite uh, matches ever. Yeah, because you got to that. see it, because you were, whatever.
0: I L- was there. Oh, lucky.
1: Um, oh, women. Oh, I'm trying to think of the women's matches. Um, I'm Trying to remember if these two have actually ever wrestled. I don't think Jade Cargill and Chris Tatlander have wrestled, actually.
0: No, I don't think, I don't I I have. think
1: so either. When Jade starts to, because I think we're starting to see it a little bit. I still, like we've said, is a work in progress. But when she reaches her potential... Having a magic and Statlander would be fantastic. That'd be really good. Um, mm-hmm. Ruby against... Hmm. Oh God, these are some these are some tough ones. Um, I actually I don't know if I've seen this. It might have been a match on Dark or Dark Elevation. So possibly correct me if I'm wrong. I actually want to see Ruby and Layla Hirsch.
0: Ruby and Layla Hirsch would be good it'd be really good it, i think Ruby, it would Ruby be and St- uh no layla hirsch and statlander oh yes uh, this past week was so yeah. good oh
1: it was i and it seems like they're turning her heel now so maybe that means some big things for layla hirsch which i've always liked layla she's really good in the ring technically sound
0: yeah she's another one that defies logic really. it's a badass
1: like it, it's insane um i'm trying to think if there's any more um hmm. i don't think there's any more women um
0: Hmm. We need more women's wrestling.
1: I'm trying to think is I'm trying to think of any ones for Britt because she's faced a lot of people already. Um Oh, Britt Baker and Mercedes Martinez.
0: Oh, yeah, we we forgot Mercedes Martinez is now a part of yes. AEW.
1: Well, I'll say Ruby and Mercedes. Um I'll say Mercedes and Stat. That's a that is one I do want to see and I hope it's relatively soon because who both of them are very tough women and very strong women so that would be great uh mercedes and nyla that'd be fun oh that'd be so much fun all right we're gonna have to we'll run Uh, down the entire women's division for mercedes but no any (laughs) anything with mercedes in it would be really good because mercedes is just fantastic i love mercedes um yeah i I was excited to see her join AEW. so yeah the oh god the potential dream matches for her are off the charts um for sure all right what are our reasonable expectations for both ww and aew in uh 2022
0: reasonable mm. expectations
1: mm. that's the tough part it's the reasonable part yeah the reasonable
0: um, part hmm. for WWE because there's there's <laughs> so much lack of reasoning in WWE. yeah
1: i mean aew i think i would hope this isn't just wishful thinking but i hope they like start to take these criticisms not um not to heart when the fact that they get offended it's the fact that they listen to them and work on improving them because they they honestly are capable of doing it because just look at the AEW women's division we talked about it that was a point of contention for a lot of people with AEW, and now look at it's one of the best women's divisions in wrestling so Mm -hmm. they're capable of listening just don't do what you did yesterday (laughs)
0: yeah the way you put put it is is on point uh just basically for AEW, don't do what you did yesterday avoid those pr nightmares because exactly you just you just don't want to you you don't and the thing is you don't want to open yourself up to just somebody on twitter just you you don't want to open yourself up to a twitter mess you want to avoid the twitter messes at all points of your existence because mm-hmm. these people on Twitter know how to eviscerate you yes. they will pinpoint every little thing you've ever done wrong. And they and have throw receipts it in your face. They always have receipts. That's the always, scary thing. Always. So just learn to take the high road uh, mm-hmm. and, and learn to be more of a, a, of a company that is transparent. Yeah. You know, yes, be, be transparent, but learn to take the high road. I there feel like, no,
1: for... no go, ahead. No, go no, ahead. I was just
0: going to say, there's no reason for, for you to take a jab at at Big Swole's wrestling yeah. abilities because it just makes you look like a, a chump because yeah. if if her, if her wrestling was so bad, then why was she one of your employees?
1: Exactly. So I, I agree. Um, I also think for WWE, be a little more transparent because
0: mm-hmm. for sure. uh,
1: stop cutting half your roster and blame it on budget cuts because we all know that's a bullshit lie. It always has been. Mm-hmm. um yeah i know these are these are more wishful thinking than they are um actual reasonable expectations but um mm-hmm. listen to your fans a little more just I you know just a thought um utilize the roster you actually have um see the talent some of them actually possess that you can't seem to see or just refuse to see mm-hmm. um i think that just boils down to be transparent because I think a lot of people are sick and tired of hearing, yeah, well, you got rid of three-quarters of the roster, but it's budget cuts. Please. Mm. And you're making more money than you ever have. Come on. We're not we're not stupid. Also, stop insulting the fans' intelligence, because that plays into it, too.
0: Yeah, I think those are all things that, that we've been clamoring for for more than just a year. Yeah. Uh, Won't was, happen,
1: but we can try. We can at least hope.
0: Yeah. Um, for WWE, like you said, be more transparent. Um and and li- listen to anybody that you have on hand that that is a wrestling person. Mm-hmm. We need wrestling back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We need wrestling back. We need wrestling back in WWE. Yes. Um There's there's glimpses of it. You got glimpses of it when you have people like The Miz and Seth Rollins and Edge and things like that. You get those glimpses of wrestling. But now that they don't have anyone like Ryan Danielson you know, who is the wrestler's wrestler. They don't have a wrestler's wrestler on
1: there. Yeah. I think also that kind of goes with the two less promos, more wrestling.
0: mm, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would like to see less promos, more wrestling shows starting with wrestling rather than 20 minute talking segments.
1: Yeah. That'd be (laughs) nice. That'd be nice. A little, I
0: I, would think that'd be best
1: a little more unpredictability in a good way Mm -hmm. because WWE has a penchant for, Oh, we did something unexpected, but it was terrible. So, good surprises for once. Give us something new, which apparently is too much to ask for, but, um, yeah. Um, oh, God. So, this question, as soon as I read it, I think Jeff did this on purpose. I think he, uh, wanted to make me mad. Uh. But, um, I, he know, I was gonna say, we've talked enough that he knew the visceral reaction I was gonna have to this question, but he asked who's gonna win a women's world championship match first in wwe live morgan or dakota kai
0: Ooh.
1: needless to say i was on um, i was upset i was mad uh frustrated Ooh. but i unfortunately feel like it's a rather easy question to answer um especially with the pay-per-view tonight i'm I'm almost certain it's going to be Liv Morgan because I don't know what the hell they're doing with Dakota Kai right now. Um, They had her lose that street fight to Raquel for some reason. Um, And it just shows that I have no idea what the hell they're doing with her. You literally have her recording these vignettes leading up to Halloween Havoc where I need to bury the past so I can start again and then proceed to have her lose to Raquel again. (laughs) what's going on like i don't get it i don't know if she's just like on her way out the door which yeah it would suck for me but if it means better opportunities for her absolutely i'm always going to be a fan so i don't care mm. where she goes but i just don't get what they're doing with her it's insane they have had plenty of opportunities over the years to put the belt on dakota kai and for some reason they just don't do it so um I, like I said, I knew Jeff said this just because he knew I was going to go on a rant about it. So it's it's going to be Liv Morgan, it, I think.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully she's got the shot tonight. So oh. hopefully she can uh, pull it off.
1: Make me happy in some capacity, please. Because clearly they're not going to do that with Dakota. So yeah, I think it's going to be Liv hopefully as soon as tonight. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. And, we shall see. All right. So this one is definitely a Jeff kind of question. Um, he said, "Is it time for WWE to finally pull the plug on Io Shirai and bring her up to the main roster, or would she be better off riding out her contract in NXT and then either signing with AEW or going back to Japan?"
0: Oh man. Oh, um,
1: well, um, I feel like I feel like aside from Asuka they haven't really had much of a a good track record with uh, no. the japanese wrestlers up in the main roster just look at uh well it was tough with kyrie saying because um she was very injury prone i think was the problem um mm-hmm. and then we had that real rough spot with nakamura up on the main roster for a while and he's just now kind of getting over it but it took right. a, a while um i guess honestly i could see eo going back to japan honestly
0: i think so too being that her her, her husband I, is evil from new japan mm-hmm. you know so they're you know that's kind of like a easy factor into going back home and being in japan yeah. um the only thing is she's basically done everything she could possibly do in japan yeah you know yeah yeah so that's the only thing that's that's kind of like a caveat is she's done everything she can in japan so if she wanted to further her career uh what else can she do um her going into aw that's the thing like that's one of those deals where you're kind of like you, you don't want to get thrown into those that oversaturation mm-hmm. yeah but but AEW can always use a, a boost in the women's division
1: Could you imagine some of the dream matches if Io Shirai would join AEW? Like, yeah. Riho and and um, Io Shirai Io and Yuka Sakazaki Shida Rin, Satlander, Ruby The list goes on and on It would be yeah. wild
0: Yeah, it would be wild But you kind of just don't, don't want to throw yourself into that no. situation just yet to be like oh well she's going from WWE to AEW just like everybody else. Yeah. Um but it, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. On the main roster, I don't see her really unless she goes straight to the top where she's like going up against Becky Lynch, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: It's I don't awful. see her thriving on the main roster.
1: And it's just tough because we've just not even just like the Japanese wrestlers in general, but just look at the track record of a good portion of the NXT call-ups on the main roster. Yeah. How all well that worked for a lot mm-hmm. of them. I mean, how look at, I mean, Karrion Cross. how well did that work? Malachi Black, how well did that work for him? Ruby. It's like, if you have a favorite in NXT, you are terrified to have them go up to the main roster because you don't know what the hell's going to happen with them.
0: It's like Game of Thrones, having a favorite character on Game of it's Thrones gonna and then it, it's going to end up died
1: yeah exactly so it'll it's you should not and we've said it before and clearly we're still going to continue to say it because nothing's going to change you shouldn't have to have that much anxiety about (laughs) wrestling
0: yeah for sure
1: but here we are we do and that's clearly not going to change for uh, quite a while but that it is what it is apparently um i think we got one more let me see i think he had sent me a fifth one earlier oh okay um he just thought of a fifth all right so given the prior successes of asuka kairi sane and Io shirai while in nxt do you expect the same for Saray? or will she get lost in the 2.0 shuffle and get put on the back burner for the less talented and younger performers
0: i mean she's (sighs) kind of on the back burner already to be honest with you i think he had
1: told me she was i think she had gone back to japan i think he had said she was um had, was dealing with some mental health issues and was missing home was really homesick but i think she said she's back now but i hope they do something with her because my goodness just look at some of the matches she's actually had we're not going to count um well oh, what was her name that like heavily edited match she had on 205 live with lash uh what's her name oh
0: uh, um lash, yeah. lash legend
1: yeah her um they said <laughs> that match was terrible i don't really think it had anything to do with saray but um i mean hell look at her matches with dakota kai her matches with her were great. She's yeah. more than capable of having good matches. We've seen them. If they would actually use her, um, I just don't know what the hell's going on. I don't think they yeah, know I what. I don't help. know.
0: I don't know <laughs> don't any, know. and nobody knows what's going on with two at this point.
1: No, we're still in. I think the growing pains, uh, phase, and I think we're going to be there for quite a while. But yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, I think she's like you said. She might get just thrown back into the back burner because. Clearly, it's all about toxic attraction because, sure.
0: Yep, unfortunately, that's the case.
1: Yeah, so that was uh unfortunate, but um, yeah, those I think were all the questions. I'm pretty sure that was a those are a lot of good questions, a lot of good feedback. We appreciate very good
0: questions, very good questions. Always appreciative of the viewers or the listeners, rather, sending yes. in their questions because it's always fun to talk wrestling with other people and get their kind of love for wrestling as you can see he has a, a deep love for Japanese Joshi wrestling yes. and that's cool to see so definitely always be don't be afraid to send over tweet over some links so we can get better acclimated with some Joshi wrestling yes I'm going to watch some more
1: yes we'd love to we'd love to see it we'd love to experience it we'd love to learn obviously learn more so yeah
0: alright is that uh, that's all the questions we have
1: I uh, I believe so yeah
0: Alright, well there you have it ladies and gentlemen That concludes our question segment Of the show And now we let you know where you can send in your questions Where you can listen to the show Where you can communicate with us Talk wrestling with us We love making new friends So don't ever hesitate to reach out to us You can reach out to us on Twitter At Ringside Rundown And the same is for Instagram At Ringside Rundown um, Where we tweet links to this episode And also questions And polls and all those other good things uh, that come with wrestling media. So yes. check us out at Ringside Rundown on Twitter and on Instagram. You can check me out individually on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N. And if you're into checking out Twitch streamers, I stream every Monday through Friday on Twitch, twitch.tv slash EricTheGhost. Check me out there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button and I will love you forever. <laughs>
1: You will he will too.
0: He will. I will. I will. I will literally love you forever. Shay, where can they get in touch with you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at shaylenehixon 21 I also Twitch stream. It's been um a little crazy for me with Twitch streaming. I haven't been able to do it in a while because, you know, life got in the way. But um I will say possibly pay attention to my Twitter because that might change in the mm. next week or so. So we'll see. Um Yeah, that's all I have to say. We'll we'll see. But I will also love you forever if you follow my channel (laughs) and talk wrestling or sports or Star Wars or honestly anything drag. Uh, You come in and talk to me about any of that in my streams. I will love you forever as well.
0: There you go. There you have it. We're always open to making new friends and especially wrestling friends that want to check out this podcast. You can check out this podcast all across the wrestling uh, media board, whether it be on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple it's all over the place. All you got to do is search the ringside rundown ringside rundown podcast, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. But again, it's all across the board on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and also through anchor FM anchor FM is who distributes this podcast and they have a cool little feature. If you go to anchor.fm slash ringside rundown slash messages, you can leave us a voicemail and let us know what you think about wrestling. Whether you have a comment question opinion on wrestling. We have a voicemail feature that you can leave a voicemail and we'll talk about it here on the show. Our good friend Mike uh, is always leaving us voicemails and they're always a ton of fun.
1: We do love the voicemails. We do just love feedback or comments or questions or anything in general. That's kind of what keeps the show going really.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're 30 episodes in, we have no signs of stopping. I'm having a ton of fun. This has been a joy to do every week. I look forward to it and uh, we'll be back again next week uh next saturday with another episode of the ringside rundown podcast talking to you about day one and anything else that comes up in the wrestling world yes looking forward to it as always all right so for shay hickson my name is eric vasquez and we shall see you next time see you later guys bye